eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Each your inside pass to everything Saints football. Jimmy Graham brings it down, and that is a touchdown, New Orleans! We'll take you to places most fans never go. To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room, following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints season. That is going to be a touchdown! Taysom Hill! Taysom TD! Welcome to Inside Black and Gold. And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Geller and Jeff Nowak. Oh, baby! Hey, y'all, and welcome into a special quote-unquote emergency episode of Inside Black and Gold. I'm your host, Jeff Nowak. Coming at you solo today, just wanted to get you a quick update on some of the news that has happened today. We're recording this on Wednesday. We got the first injury report. There's some interesting names on it. And we also got some suspension news and a signing. So we're going to get into all of that. This is going to be a two-segment episode. The first segment is going to be about that suspension which we'll get into, and about that signing. Both of these guys, we've been talking a lot about them. And then the second segment, we'll just detail the injury report, some notes uh, on both the Saints and Packers side, what it means, what you need to, what we're going to be looking for the rest of the week. And then obviously we'll get back onto our normal recording schedule on Friday. We'll post our preview with a Packers guest. But let's get back to it. The news that broke today. Marcus May, Saints safety, suspended three games for what the NFL described as a violation of the policy against substance abuse, which is kind of an interesting, uh, you know, 
way to describe what happened. Usually it'll just be personal conduct policy, whatever. That's what Alvin Kamara was suspended under. This is a substance abuse issue and it goes back to the 2021 DUI incident. That was back when Marcus May was a member of the New York Jets. So this season, we've already had two players suspended for things that happened all the way back in 2021, which great. You know, it's like you'd like to say, man, DA is not running a very tight ship. But both of these incidents happened before he was the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. So here's the thing. We knew this suspension was coming. It was only a matter of time. I personally would have loved to see him wrap this up last season so you could have got that out of the way and then go into this season kind of just in in shape, not worrying about it. Instead, it dragged out. He wrapped it up this offseason. He agreed to a plea deal, six months of probation. And when that happened, you knew that it was only a matter of time before he got a suspension. It was just a question of how long. Well, three games, it's about the maximum that, that you'll see for a, for a DUI suspension of this caliber. And I think it's partially because they went under the substance abuse policy and not the personal conduct policy. The next question becomes, okay, so what do the Saints do? Now, we've been talking about, say, rookie Jordan Howden a lot this offseason, and I think one of the reasons you really took a close look at him was because you knew that when, if and when Marcus May got suspended, it was going to be on Jordan Howden to take some of that slack. He got a ton of reps in weeks one and two, a lot for a rookie, right? And you have to imagine that the team was getting him prepared and that he would be kind of the the option there. But there are other players. And so we talked to Dennis Allen today. It was a conference call, so I apologize for I apologize for the less than perfect audio. But he got into, you know, what the plans might be, who might be the contingencies. And so let's uh, let's hear from him on that. Yeah, we got several options that we that we have to fill in in that role. And so, you know, we'll go through the week of practice. We'll make a determination on where we're going, but you know, obviously, um, you know, we got we got several options there in terms of who could go in and fill in in that role. Uh, we, you know, obviously, JT, Jordan Howden, Lonnie Johnson, Ugo could fill that role. So uh, we'll have a we'll have a plan in place for you know making sure we're good in that spot. Dennis, do you have several options specifically because you anticipated this coming, or, or that would have been the roster makeup regardless? I think that probably would would have been the roster makeup regardless. Um, you know, we felt like, you know, all throughout training camp, we felt like, you know, the secondary was a, was a position of strength. We felt like we had several safeties that, uh, you know, were NFL football players. And so um, I think it's, you know, I don't think it was, it was necessarily in the plan just specifically for, uh, this instance, but uh, but we felt like that was a good position of strength for us. And, and can you specify what what Jordan Howden did? To, I mean, he's played the most defensive snaps of any of those guys. I, I know roles are different. He's playing the dimeback role, but but like you know, with so many experienced starters, veterans on this team, how did, how did Jordan Howden Howden elevate himself among that group? Yeah, look, I just think he's a good young player. That um, you know, he's smart. He's in the right spots. You know, made some plays on the ball. Um, you know, in training camp, and um, you know, we feel good about that player. And and again, like I said, there, we got a lot of good options there. You know, obviously missing a player of Marcus May's uh, stature is is you know a blow to us, but yet uh, we feel good about the guys that we have backing him up. 
So when I talked to Jordan this preseason, this was after the Texans game, he had a couple of nice special teams tackles. One of the things he told me was that he was asking a lot of questions. He's leaning on some of these veterans so that he can be prepared when he is called upon. Well, if that's the case this week, there you go. That's that's where you're learning. That's why you're trying to pick this stuff up. He said he had worked at both spots. He knows both spots, but he's more comfortable with strong safety. And so I think if... The, with the impact this will have on you, and I think Marcus May had been playing well. He obviously had that ultimate matador moment on Bryce Young, but otherwise, I think he has been very solid. 13 tackles and interception, a pass defense. He's done the job and made it so you're not talking about the Saints' safeties. And when that's the case, it means they're doing their job. There are really no explosive pit plays to speak of for, from the Titans or the Panthers, and the safeties are a big part of that. Now, when you're Jordan Howden, I think it's going to limit your ability to disguise coverages. I think that's where you're going to miss Marcus May and just his familiarity alongside Tyron Matthew. They have trust in Marcus May. They're willing to do certain things with him to disguise coverages that I don't know if you do with a rookie. I think you want to make sure he is comfortable with what he's doing. So that might limit your ability to show Jordan Love some weird looks. And, you know, in, in a game where he's still kind of coming into his own and that being Jordan Love, that might hurt you. So... Going to be something to watch. He did mention the first name out of his mouth, uh, Dennis Allens, was JT Gray. And so I wouldn't be surprised. So we saw Jordan Howden get about 30 snaps in this game. I think what's probably going to happen is Jordan Howden's going to kind of elevate to the Marcus May role and take those snaps. And then JT might come in as that dime safety. Now, there's a couple other names. You have Ugo Wamadi, you have Lonnie Johnson, and the name he didn't mention, that he being Dennis Allen, was Jonathan Abram, who was down on the practice squad and could be elevated. I think that he is an option too, but you know, you really need a, you really need a, 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 I think you need a backup free safety, not so much a strong safety, and Jonathan Abram is going to be the strong. So I don't know how much of a role he would have. Either way, I think that's going to be kind of your platoon there is is Tyron, who, you know, you still have Tyron Matthews, so I think you're okay. Then Jordan, and then behind him, probably the next man up would be JT, and then Lonnie Johnson. But either way, it's, it's going to be something that could hurt this team. He suspended three games. Now you have three players suspended. You have three Saints players on the suspended list simultaneously, and Alvin Kamara, who's out one more game, can come back in week four. Marcus May, who will be out three weeks the first game back will be week six for him and also Jake Hayner who has missed two games of his six game suspension he'll be eligible to come back week seven so yeah I don't know the last time the Saints had three players suspended simultaneously but this is the answer to that trivia question going forward now one of the things that you can say is there's some roster spots available and the the last thing we'll get into in this segment Tony Jones Jr. signed to the 53-man roster. Good for him. He earned it. Two-touchdown day on Monday Night Football. I asked Dennis Allen, you know, if that's a pretty good indicator, which I imagine it is, of his involvement in the game plan on Monday uh, on Sunday against the Packers. He, DA's already told us that don't, there's not an anticipation they're going to sign a running back. So it's going to be the players in the building getting it done. This is what he had to say. Yeah, obviously Tony Jones signed to the active roster today. Is it fair to assume he's going to have a big role uh, this upcoming week? Yeah, I think he'll be one of the guys that um, will fill that role. Uh, he did a nice job in the game the other day, and so it's part of the, the nature of the NFL when you have injuries and things of that nature, so other people have to step up. So 
um, whether it be Tony Jones or, you know, Kendra Miller or any of those guys, um, you know, we'll have some guys that can step in and play. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk more about Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller in the next segment when we go over the injury report. Both of those guys are on there. But, you know, we, we talked a lot about Tony Jones Jr. in the, the previous episode of this week. And it's just a it's just a cool story. It's good for him. The other news that we can mention that happened yesterday, Kirk Merritt was waived. I did see him at the facility today, which I think is a pretty good indicator that he will be back on the practice squad or maybe even on the active roster. Who knows? But he is not an option uh, at this point. He's not on the practice squad. The Saints also signed Cam Dantzler to the practice squad. So they're hedging their bets there. They have bodies. You also have Jordan Mims, who could potentially be called up. But I think what's going to happen is you're going to see a very similar platoon to what we had this past week after Jamal Williams went out in... You're going to have Tony Jones taking a majority of the running back snaps. And then you're going to see a big dose of Taysom Hill. You know, I don't know if you're going to try to work him in more as a running back, which you kind of did in a few instances in the second half of that game against the Panthers. But one way or another, he's going to be included in that run game. And (laughs) it's always funny whenever people talk about Taysom Hill they get all worked up like oh they paid him so much money he's a gimmick he you know it's so funny to me because all I hear is like this is working and it's like why don't they want to stop it you know I I watched I went over the film I didn't have time to do a full film study this week because we're a day late I'm just trying to catch up right but I was able to watch the film and you know one thing that's very clear to me from that Panthers tape you know, I think a hero Evero is a very good defensive coach. He did not have that team prepared to face Taysom Hill and the way they were aligned when Taysom was on the field, he just had these gaping, gaping holes in the middle of the field. You basically just put a sign on the side of the road that said, here's a free eight yards, come and take it. Because, I mean, anytime Taysom drops back, he's just doing a box count. He's just seeing how many players are in the box. And, and if he counts a certain number, he's taken off. And in a lot of instances, particularly early in the game, you just had two linebackers backing off, leaving this giant void at the middle of the field. And all Taysom has to do is get through the line, and you are guaranteed five yards. If he breaks a tackle, you're talking eight, ten, maybe more. If you give him a head of steam, it's a problem. Uh, and he was able to do that against the Panthers. 75 yards on nine carries, but eight yards a carry. If a running back averaged eight yards a carry for an entire game, he would have a massive day, right? I mean, just do the math there. It's only about 12 12 to 13 carries, and you're sitting at 100 yards. Uh, You know, know, that's the type of game Taysom had against the Seahawks. They also had no idea how to stop him. And so the gimmick thing, it's like if you are banging your head against the wall and it's not working and you are still forcing it, then yes, you are giving into the gimmick of it all. But if all you're doing is forcing them to stop it and you're going back to it until they prove they can, then that's just smart play calling. People, I had one person come and say, oh, Pete Carmichael, he's just taking Derek Carr off the field, blah, blah, blah. And I'm get more into Derek Carr later in the in the next episode I did get a chance to talk to him about Taysom Hill today but I don't want to get into that but like he threw the ball 36 times in that game there's no such thing as no rhythm when you're throwing the ball 36 times in a game and you're coming off for downs that you probably would have handed the ball off anyway so uh, long story short Tony Jones Taysom Hill that is my prediction it's like you're not going to see much more than that I think you will have an extra body I think you will have another running back 
active. And I think it's going to be Kendra Miller. And you're going to work him in in some capacity. Now, I don't know how much they trust him in pass protection. And we've seen the offensive line struggle when they're left on an island, right? And so that's the question to me. I know they trust Tony Jones in pass protection. I don't know about Kendra Miller. And I think that's going to limit his involvement. It's also his NFL debut. So that's going to be something to watch. But all right, let's wrap up this segment. We're going to come back. I'm going to break down the injury report for both teams. We're going to talk more about the running backs because that's obviously a factor. And then we're going to get out of here because this is not a normal episode. This is a special edition of Inside Black and Gold. Anytime a player gets suspended, I feel like that merits an emergency pod. So here we are. My name is Jeff Nowak. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. You can follow my co-host Steve Geller at Steve Geller WWL. We'll be recording another pod tomorrow. He will be on it. We'll also have a Packers guest TBD. Although I know who it is. I just want to make sure I got the name right. So tune in for that. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. Please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. Please recommend us. That's all I ask. I don't, we don't charge for this podcast. You got people out there with Patreons saying, give me a dollar a week or a month or whatever, you know, keep your dollar. But it, you know, if you could go leave us a, a review, it doesn't, you can say whatever you want. I'm not telling you to leave us a positive review, but I mean, I'm asking you to go, you know, maybe go leave a review. Maybe tell us how you feel. My only request on reviews is you know, five stars would be great. You don't have to leave us five stars. I, you can leave us whatever number of stars you want. But if you leave below five stars, tell me why. Because that's how we get better. Constructive criticism is the name of the game. So that's my only request with reviews. If you're going to give us below five stars, there's, there's got to be a reason you did that. And just tell us what it is. So if it's an issue, we can fix it. If you're just being a jerk, eh, whatever. <laughs> Do your thing. Um, but yeah, and, and, and alternatively, if you don't want to leave a review, if that's not something you feel like doing, recommend us, you know, you got friends, you got, you got family members that listen to podcasts that like the saints that want to, that want to know a bit, a little bit, you want know, to, you want to, you want to get some information, right? Say, Hey, here's a podcast. Why don't you check it out? It's got this jerk with a beard. Talks a lot. It's got an easily voice. Sounds like Ray Romano. I know it's true. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're not, you're not breaking my heart. I already know that. Anyway. This is Inside Black and Go. We'll be coming back with one more segment, breaking down the injury report. The first injury report came out on Wednesday for the Saints and the Packers. Guys, the Packers injury report is longer than the Saints. Sound the alarm. Something's going weird. The Broncos are the team that's not getting PI calls, and the, the opponent is the team with all the guys on the injury report. Something's not right. This can't be right. Anyway, keep it locked on Inside Black and Go. We will be right back. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And we're back on Inside Black and Gold. I am your host, Jeff Nowak, and we're going to be going over the initial injury report for week three. If you're watching this on YouTube, it's up there to my left. And, you know, it's uh, three weeks into the season, and there are only four names on the Saints injury report. And as we all know, that's not normal. This is usually, by this time, it's, you know, oh, Michael Thomas, it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that, toe injuries, foot injuries, shoulder injuries, everything under the sun, abdominal injuries, broken ribs, cracked spleens, I don't know, Uh, whatever you need to name, that's usually what we have. But this year, knock on a whole lot of wood, cross your fingers, hope this stays the same. The Saints are on a very reasonable level of injuries going into week three. That said, there are some additions here. Right, So last week we had a handful of injuries. Some of those guys have been removed. We'll talk about them in a bit. But the the additions to this week's injury report. Tight end Foster Morrow, ankle injury. He did not participate on Wednesday. Now, keep in mind, these are estimated. The Saints didn't actually practice on Wednesday. They went through a walkthrough. So these were estimated injuries. So if they practiced, Foster Moreau would not have been on the field. Dealing with an ankle injury, that's a surprise. I don't know when he got that, but that's a new injury. Next up, running back Jamal Williams, that hamstring injury, I watched it happen. I watched him come off the field, did not look good. He actually needed to be helped off. Um, It was kind of subtle. He kind of just came off the field quickly. So I think most people missed that injury. I don't know if it was on the broadcast, but he needed to be helped off. He kind of was laboring on that hamstring and he went in the tent. He was in there for a while. And whenever you're in the tent for a while, it means they're doing some actual testing He came out, sprinted up, tested that leg, shook his head, went back in the tent, and then went back to the locker room. It did not look good. He did not look pleased at all. And as we know, hamstring injuries, they can be tricky. They linger. Uh, Any soft tissue stuff, like that's just, those, those are the injuries that the Saints have put a real big emphasis on eliminating. You cannot eliminate impact injuries. Guys break their legs. That's just bad luck. Shaq Thompson having Trevor Penning hurled on top of him for a bro to break his fibula. You know, there's no amount of, of, you know, prehab as Jameis would put it to eliminate that. It's just bad luck. It's the NFL injuries happen, but the hamstring, the, the muscle pulls, those are the things that the saints are trying to avoid. And that's what this is. It's a hamstring injury. Dennis Allen indicated that it's probably going to be a little while that he's out. So you can't expect him to be out there. He's a DMP today. I would expect him to be a DMP all week. And hopefully week four, week five, you can get him back. The good news is week four, you will have Alvin Kamara back. So his absence won't be as significant. This week, there is no Alvin Kamara. (laughs) So you're going to have to find a way. The next guy on this list is, this is probably the most concerning injury, and it's quarterback slash tight end slash whatever you want to call him, Taysom Hill, dealing with a knee injury. The positive thing here, limited participant. So if he if they did practice today, he would have been out there in some capacity, and that's a good sign. 
when you're dealing with an injury and you are able to participate in the first practice, that's a good sign that you will hopefully be available. And let's face it, this team needs Taysom Hill this week. If there was ever a week that they needed Taysom Hill, that the quote-unquote gimmick would be a vital piece of this offense. It's the game where you don't have Alan Kamara or Jamal Williams. So, yes, uh, Taysom dealing with that injury, that's going to get him on a monitor. The last name on this list, running back Kendra Miller. When we talked to Dennis Allen, he said that Kendra could have played in week two. He was healthy enough to play. They didn't think it was fair to throw him out there after not getting in a full practice for his NFL debut. They didn't want to ask him to do stuff that he wasn't comfortable doing. So they had him inactive. The idea is he was going to be a full participant in practice all week. And that's what it was today. He is listed with that hamstring injury. He's still dealing with that hamstring injury. You hope that he can avoid any setbacks, but he would have been a full participant today. I imagine he will be a full participant tomorrow. He might even come off the injury report by Friday by the time we get those game day designations. But right now, it's like you just cross your fingers, hope he can continue on that track so that you have that third running back, give or take, right? Whatever you want to call Taysom. You have that third guy for when you need that extra body. That's it. That's the injury report. And so there are a couple positive things to point out here. One, Jawan Johnson, he was dealing with that calf injury last week. He didn't, he played in the game and he is no longer on the injury report. So that's a good sign that is no longer affecting him. Hopefully he can make an impact. I drafted him in fantasy. I've been disappointed thus far. I think the struggles of the offensive line have directly impacted Juwan Johnson's ability to impact a game. When you're having to have him chip, when you're having to have him stay in and block, he can't be out catching passes. He had he, he was in for 62 snaps. It's about 85 something percent of the snaps in that game. He he just wasn't he wasn't able to get downfield and, and catch any passes. So hopefully that changes. Hopefully you can incorporate him a little bit more as the weeks go on and hopefully the offensive line picks you know holds up on their end so that you can be more aggressive with the tight ends. Either way, not dealing with that injury anymore is positive. The other guy who has been on here and has been removed for this week, JT Gray, he was in a non-contact jersey last week. You know, uh, he was able to play. He was wearing a shoulder harness. You know, that's the the injury is the only reason when I look at, we talked about Jordan Howden. One of the reasons I don't think that it's particularly likely that you see a ton of defensive snaps for JT Gray is he is dealing with that shoulder injury. And you know how he got it? Making a tackle as a safety in the preseason finale against the Texans. And his, his value on special teams is too important to lose when you have options at safety. So you don't have to overload him in the regular defense at the expense of him being available on special teams. He is a special teams ace. That is where he makes his money. That's why you signed him. You did not sign him to be a safety. You signed him to make plays on special teams and be a leader on special teams. And that's where I imagine the majority of his playtime will be. Either way, not being listed on the injury report with that shoulder, that's a positive sign. That's it. That's the injury report. Four names. On the Packers side, They had three players who didn't participate. The fascinating one is David Bakhtiari, their offensive tackle, who, you know, there's been some reports that one of the reasons he didn't play last week against Atlanta was because it was on turf. And there's been a whole turf debate and whether he's sitting out games where they're on turf. He said that wasn't the case. But, you know, they're they're still making a big point here to note that it's not injury related slash it's it's weird it says not injury related that's what nir means 
hyphen rest, but then slash knee. So what is it? Is it not injury related or is he dealing with a knee injury? Why would you point out that it's not injury related if he has an injury? It doesn't make sense. Something's not adding up here. And I, it's, it kind of starts to feel like he's just covering his bases from a contractual standpoint with, with the turf stuff. But I mean, that's going to be fascinating if it turns out he's withholding work because of turf. Cause uh, I don't think in your, there's a, I think in your contract, the, it, it expects you to play on all surfaces. I mean, hell, the, the Raiders played on a baseball field and, and on with, with dirt, with the infield there for years. You know, it's like it, the, the, there's an expectation that you're going to play on all surfaces. So that's going to be fascinating. It's not going to be a factor this week. Green Bay has natural grass field. So I imagine he will be out there, but he was a DNP on Wednesday. That'll be one to watch. Interior lineman Elg, Elgton Jenkins, he's dealing with a knee injury, DMP. Running back Aaron Jones has a hamstring injury. The hamstrings are wild uh, with the running backs right now. He is a DMP. He didn't play last week. He's a big part of that offense. Jordan Love's life gets a lot easier when Aaron Jones is out there. They do have A.J. Dillon. He is a talented running back, very strong, very power runner. Not unlike Jamal Williams, but... As we've seen with the Saints over those last two weeks, it's hard to make, it's hard to have an effective rushing attack when all you have is the power guy. And he's not Derrick Henry. He's not a guy who's, who's literally a runaway train. Well, he's figuratively a runaway train. But he's literally impossible to tackle uh, by anyone who's under 225 pounds, right? Even we saw Alante Taylor, you know, make what I, I have applauded as an incredible play. He didn't make the tackle. He just slowed him down until the big guys could find him, right? Like, but that's not what A.J. Dillon is. That's not what Jamal Williams is. So if Aaron Jones isn't out there uh, to be a weapon in the passing game, I think that really uh, is, a, is a positive sign for the Saints. Either way, that's going to be one to watch. Linebacker Rashawn Gary, he has a knee injury. He was limited. Lucas Van Ness, another linebacker dealing with an elbow injury. He was limited. Wide receiver Christian Watson, another hamstring injury. He was limited. And then punter Dan Whalen has a finger injury. He was a full participant. But if, do you, if you remember the name Dan Whalen, he was actually in camp with the Saints last year competing with Blake Gillikin. He, got, he, he was one of the earlier cuts because last year you had to cut people early. You didn't get all the way and then cut from 90 to 53. I think you ended up having to go from 90 to 80. Um, and he was one of those cuts. And so he went out to Green Bay this year. He got a job. So good old Dan Whalen. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see how he performs against the team that didn't think he was good enough. And then this year cut their punter for in, in, uh, in lieu of a 30 year old rookie named Lou. That was, that was lame, but Lou L I E U and Lou L O U. That's how the words work. Anyway, that's the injury report, you know, and, and like I said, the saints, they look like they're in good shape. Uh, I think it's possible and likely that all four of these, that I'm sorry, three of these four players listed actually do play. Jamal Williams, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat this. He's not going to play. I mean, there's feasibly a chance. I don't think Dennis Allen is going to rule him out because having that smoke screen is a very clearly something that Dennis Allen appreciates. And so he's going to make them have to at least consider what if he does play. He's not going to play. Sorry. <laughs> it's just how it goes. 
Um, but otherwise, you know, you're in really good shape. There's no offensive lineman on this list for the Saints. That's a good thing, and hopefully they can get better. I thought, you know, I, I talked about this in the last podcast, and this is not injury report related, but, uh, you know, w- watching it live, I watched it from the sidelines. I was out there in Carolina. It seemed like Trevor was holding up a little better this week. He looked a little bit more confident. Um, the offensive line as a whole, I don't think played very well, but I actually thought, you know, in watching the film and going back, I thought Trevor played solidly, right? He wasn't perfect. He got beat a couple times. There were some plays where he just didn't have the footwork. He's still, that technique is still coming along, but he's a, he's effectively a rookie and all you can hope for is incremental improvement. Is he getting better? Is he taking steps forward every week? And I think he did. I think he did this week. And Dennis Allen also echoed that. Um, and you see it on the tape, right? Like he didn't get eaten alive. You know, I think they did scheme some help for him, but it was James Hurst getting beat on the inside. It was Cesar Ruiz getting beat on the inside. It was Eric McCoy getting beat on the inside. That's where a majority of the pressure came from. That wasn't just a stunt that the Saints didn't pick up that they maybe weren't prepared for. So I think that's a good thing. We'll get into that more probably tomorrow um, when I get Steve Geller on here and we're going to get ready for the Packers who, you know, it's funny. I was on a Packers podcast today and Uh, We were talking about how the Packers have a really impressive defensive front. Like they might have a top 10 defensive front and it's going to be tough for the Saints to handle, but it's still probably going to be the third best defensive front they've faced through three weeks because I think the Titans have a top three defensive front. I think the Packers, I'm sorry, the Panthers probably have a top five defensive front. So at some point it's going to get easier. And I think you have to couch the offensive line struggles with the fact that they have had three very or two very difficult matchups through through two weeks and they'll have a third one this week and so you know if you're getting better it's a little harder to identify when you're not getting any favorable matchups we'll see sunday noon out in green bay it's basically a national broadcast john hendricks always tweets out the broadcast map and a you know a majority of the country on cbs is going to be watching a majority of the country is going to be watching this game i think it's a cbs broadcast so uh, hey Maybe no national game, but you do get the spotlight noon game. So that's cool. I'm looking forward to being out there. I've never been to Lambeau Field. It's going to be very exciting to be on that sideline. Hopefully see a couple. Hopefully, actually, I take it back. I hope I don't see any Lambeau leaps unless it's the Saints doing it ironically. There you go. But all right, that's going to wrap up this special edition of Inside Black and Gold. Again, this is kind of an emergency pod. Marcus May suspended. We went over all of that and what that means. Who's going to be in there? I guess is Jordan Howden. Went through the injury report. We're going to come back tomorrow with another episode. Break down what to expect in this Packers matchup. What the Saints are looking at in Jordan Love. How Derek Carr can get better, can improve in this matchup. Because I think they're going to need him to. I think you're going to need more offense to win this game. But we'll get into that. Thanks, everyone, for listening. I'm Jeff Nowak, as I said in the first segment. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. Please give us a rating and a review. Please recommend us to anyone you know who likes podcasts, who likes the Saints, who wants to who wants to listen to a podcast about the Saints. It's called Inside Black and Gold. Pretty easy to remember. I think the name rolls off the tongue. All right. <laughs> I'm Jeff Nowak. You can follow me on Twitter at Jeff underscore Nowak. You can follow the show on Twitter at Saints underscore pod. If you ever miss an episode, you want to go find it. That's where you can find it. You can also search the hashtag IBN, the letter N, G. And because I put those in all the tweets with the episodes, so you can kind of go back and find them. But all right, that's going to wrap it up. Thanks, everyone, for listening. As always, who dat? Go Saints. Be easy, y'all. Peace.